All right. Coffee's ready. You all gave me stuff to talk about. And we have internet access. I mean, what else do we really need? I need coffee. And you need to give me things to talk about. And that's, that's it. Three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Tuesday. It's December 22nd, 2020. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. I slept incredibly well last night. I think it was last week I put the weighted blanket back on the bed and I forgot how effective it was at just keeping me knocked out. If you've never slept with a weighted blanket, give it a shot. Uh, you can find them on Amazon pretty cheap. I think when I got this one, it was 50 bucks. When they first came out, there were hundreds of dollars and I heard people saying good things about them and I was interested, but I wasn't interested enough that I was gonna pay hundreds of dollars. But 50 bucks and the difference in sleep quality, yeah, totally worth it, at least for me. Can't say this, it would be for you. But my, my sleep uh, setup, I've got curtains over the door, not over, but uh, a curtain with a curtain rod, like a spring rod in the door so the heat can somewhat come in and the cat can get in and out. And I've got blackout curtains and I've got my alarm clock turned around so I can't see the light from it. And a weighted blanket and really cozy sheets. And I sleep awesome. It's great. We tend to underestimate the importance of quality of sleep. Good morning, Stacy. Instead of just thinking that, oh, I just need to sleep. Uh, difference in quality is huge. You could get, this is how real it is, you could get six hours of amazing sleep that would be more restorative, more restful than eight or even nine hours of crummy sleep. And if you don't believe me, you can go do the research. And if you still don't believe me, um, you can get a bunch of those, those bands that tell you how you sleep. And it makes a difference. Interestingly enough, um, sleep drugs, uh, like, can't even think of the names right now. But, you know, pills people take to sleep. Ambien, there's one. Uh, you don't really sleep, you're just unconscious. So, yeah, it's better than nothing, but you aren't gonna go into deep sleep on meds. All kinds of books and research out there. You might wanna check it out. People that have trouble sleeping, it's, it's worth the time trying to figure this stuff out. Well, it's Tuesday, made it through Monday. Hopefully you made it. Well, if you're watching, you made it through Monday. Maybe this, is, maybe this is your Monday. I don't know. But I made it through Monday. The marathon of calls. It was like six calls yesterday. It was crazy. But had a great call with clients. Let's see. One, two, three of the calls were clients. Uh, one, two of the people were martial arts people. So maybe it was just five calls. They were great. They were great calls. I had a really good time with all of them. And some of them set some direction and gave me some, some further work to do. Others, I was giving other people work to do. But it was, it was a good day. Um, 
the problems that we're having with the martial arts radio website. I got a huge chunk of the work done migrating to the new site. So we're chipping away there. Uh, that may go live as soon as tomorrow. And how will you know? Because you'll go to it and say, wow, this looks really different. And then if you go in a few more days, you might say, wow, this looks really different. And I see new episodes for the first time in weeks. So, yeah. We're back at... Uh, Website's back to like episode 552. But knock on wood, this one won't get infected. I spent a ton of time Sunday and yesterday cleaning infections on websites and just really getting stuff dialed in. So But I think we'll be better. We'll be okay. I really do. Stacy says, congrats on restoration of the website. Thank you, Stacy. Uh, it's been incredibly stressful. It really has. I want to give a shout out to Kevin, who's worked diligently trying to get things fixed. Uh, and as soon as we got it fixed, we found more infections. I, I seriously had eight, nine tabs open at a time dealing with infections on different websites. And yeah, it's, it's stressful. Some of these are client websites. Honestly, some of these, fortunately, some of these infections never took hold. Uh, they never uh, were visible, but I saw them on the back end. And ugh. Stacy says she knows all about the tech challenges after this year. Yeah. yeah it's... One of the things I've had to realize, and I've had to remind myself of this over the last couple weeks, if I'm not going to put the time into hiring people, sorry, the money into hiring people, then I'm going to need to put at least some money into setting up systems, aka websites, that don't require as much time for me. I, I, we don't have the time for me to be spending it on website restoration. Even if I was amazing at it, it's not what I should be spending my time on. it, And I'm not, so I definitely don't. So what I think you're going to see as we move forward is that my, you know, our, our whistlekick.com is on Shopify, so that's not an issue. Whistlekickmartialartsradio.com will be on Squarespace. And I may be doing less WordPress stuff. Or we might make a website as a test in WordPress, and then if it's something we're going to keep, we move it somewhere else. I, I don't know. I don't know yet. And that's okay. It's okay to not know. Coffee's almost always great. <laughs> Bad coffee. Um, I gave up watching The Zoo, or rather Zoo, on Netflix because it just kept getting way too weird. It was getting sillier and sillier to the point where it wasn't entertaining. And I've started watching Black Summer, which is a, a zombie series on Netflix. So far, pretty good. Um kind of BC level cast like you might find some people in there you recognize but it's decent um, the writing the acting it all seems plausible and I think that's an important piece anytime you're gonna do something like that any kind of post-apocalyptic whatever no I haven't lived through it 
but I think I've got a pretty good idea of how people would act. So without that, it's just not worth my time. Had a great workout at the gym. Had a conversation with somebody about being barefoot and why I walk on the treadmill on the edges of my feet. Toes, heels, inner and outer edge of my foot. Um, talked about how terrible shoes are. I don't always jump into that speech, but when someone's interested, I will tell them. I will explain to them. Shoes ruin our joints. It's true. You can look it up. Take a look at the growth of sneaker sales and issues with ankle, knee, hip, joints. Strong correlation. So I got some stuff here from you guys, and instead of waiting until you know, 20 minutes into the show, I'll start reading it now. Talked a bit about a wood stove yesterday. Nish chimes in. Best thing about the wood stove, the wood fireplace or stove is the smell. I think the smell is the second best thing. First best thing is just the feel for me. But the smell is great. Uh, I like being able to have a pot of water on top and just, you know, add a little bit of humidity to the air. Sometimes I'll throw, like, some essential oil in there. It just helps the place smell nice. Wood stove's pretty low-key. As long as the stove hasn't fallen apart and your chimney's clean, there's really not much to worry about. It's pretty low-tech. And I've got... Some quotes here, let's see. Alright, I got four quotes here from Frank from Willie Nelson. And then I've got a question here from Emmett, and I'm going to read the quotes first uh, and then save Emmett's for the end. All right. Willie Nelson is famous for his country music. He is also a Taekwondo practitioner, and we've been trying to get him on the show. Like, really trying to get him on the show. Can't get him on the show. Would love to have him on the show. That'd be great. Uh, Andrew says, good morning. Good morning, Andrew. Or rather, morning. Nice to have you all joining me today. Hope you've got your coffee or tea or whatever you're drinking. I take it not only a day at a time, but a moment at a time and keep it at that pace. If you can be happy right now, then you'll always be happy because it's always in the now. It's funny how much I've been thinking about this lately. This has been really important for me. If I'm, good morning, if I'm stressed, if I'm tired, if I'm overwhelmed, what's my number one strategy? Instead of thinking about everything I have to do or all the things that are going on, I focus on the moment right now. What's going on right now? What's going on in this moment? In this moment, I've got tasty coffee. I'm wearing a cozy robe in a warm home, talking to people who volunteer, who choose to watch this show. There's nothing bad going on in this moment. Everything, everything going on right now is great. And now this moment, just as great. And now this moment, just as great. And then when this show is done, there'll be another great moment. And if I can connect those moments, life is much more enjoyable. Simple, not easy. This is where meditation or 
being having quiet time or whatever just being relaxed being chill in this moment is is important those of you watching live uh throw throw a, a click on that thumbs up button for me if you would number two god has blessed you richly so get down on your knees and thank him don't forget the less fortunate or god will personally kick your ass i'd love to do it for him but i can't be everywhere wow i love that um it's silly um We've talked about service on this show quite a bit. We've talked about how sometimes making others a priority is a good way to be. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes we prioritize others to our own detriment. It is probably the, um, I would guess, I'm going to completely guess here. I have no data to back this up. I'm going to guess that Focusing on other people is the most common defense mechanism. I had a conversation, one of my phone calls yesterday was with somebody and it, we didn't, it didn't start out as a therapy call. Um, and I, I don't say that in a, a rude or sarcastic way. This person knew kind of what they were getting into. Uh, we've had conversations before. And it's pretty clear that this person spends a lot of time worrying about other people because it's it, it, it saves them from worrying about themselves. This is also, was my 20s. I made it a point of taking care of everyone else because then I don't have to take care of myself. So if you can find balance in that, if you can take care of yourself and take care of other people, if you can give, I don't know what a good breakdown would be because I don't know that I've, I've mastered this yet. Well, I, I'm sure I haven't mastered this yet. God wiped out entire nations because they didn't care for the widow and the orphan. Gabe's chiming in. Stacy says, it's really hard to focus on my needs at the same time or before others. It's an ongoing battle. It is. And the irony is, when you focus on other people, so let's look at this through the dynamic of a, a romantic relationship. Let's say, you know, let's say I'm, I'm in one. <laughs> and if I spend all of my time focusing on my partner's needs, the only way this works is if she spends all of her time focused on my needs. But that's rarely how it goes. If I'm spending all of my time, my energy focused on her, she's going to interpret that, at least on some subconscious level, that she is more important than I am. So there has to be some balance. It's... I'm going to take care of you, and I'm also going to take care of me. Maybe even flipping it, I'm going to take care of me so I can take care of you. We see this dynamic in, in among parents struggling to find time and energy to raise children, busy romantic relationships, family. It just, it's, it's all over the place. And I vowed that I'm not going to be in relationships again with people who don't allow me to worry about myself. Um, I think for me, it's probably like an 80-20. I'm going to give 80% of my energy to me, 20% to you. Overall. And if you do the same, I think we're good. How's that for a, a 
three five minute summary of a very complex topic. We are the same. There is no difference anywhere in the world. People are people. They laugh, cry, feel, and love. And music seems to be the common denominator that brings us all together. Music cuts through all boundaries and goes right to the soul. So in the chat, Stacy's asking Gabe if he's a Mason based on that last quote. And uh, Gabe's saying, no, he's a Christian. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that um, we do have some Masons who may be watching. Um, if you understand your Old Testament and you have any exposure to Masonic teachings, you will see that there's a lot of similarities there. I'll just leave it at that. And that's not a judgment. <laughs> Stories have been passed down for a long time. There's nothing wrong with, with uh, rebooting them. So back to this quote. People are the same. They laugh, cry, feel, and love, and music seems to be the common denominator. Music cuts through all boundaries and goes right to the soul. So, if you follow music just casually and if you take a look at what big name musicians will say you know take take someone just pick any musician in this country say like willie nelson speaks english i don't know that he speaks other languages but i'm sure he's toured internationally and i'm sure he's sold out some fairly large venues he's a well-known name and has been for a long time And I've heard plenty of musicians talk about how they've gone to other countries where English is, is certainly not the predominant language. And people show up to the shows and they know all the words. They know all the words to these English songs and it's the only English they know, if they even know what they're saying. And it's still powerful. I could say the same thing about, um, for those of you who don't know, I was raised Jewish. I had a bar mitzvah. I, I haven't been to a synagogue in a while, but remembering the last times that I did. I recognize the Hebrew. Much of it, if, if you're unfamiliar, uh, traditional Jewish service has a lot of the, the prayers sung. Canted is the term. I recognize the songs. I can sing along with them. I don't know most of what it's saying. I can pick out certain words. But that doesn't mean it's not powerful. There is something. There's something core to our humanity about song. And my suspicion is that it has something to do with our ability to memorize. Which would you rather memorize? A song or just a speech? Which is easier? How many of us struggled back in high school memorizing the Gettysburg Address when, you know, we could rattle off tons of songs from our favorite musicians? There's something about the cadence of a song that makes it easier to remember, but I think it's something more than that. I think there's something really primal because from my understanding, storytelling and specifically songs were how we originally passed information. You look at animals, look at um, wolves. I was walking, it was probably about a month ago, walked on my road and it was getting towards dusk and I heard coyotes in the woods. Heard a bunch of them and they were singing to each other and then I heard dogs chiming in. 
around. It's not a bark. There's tone to it. It's a song. Last Willie Nelson quote. I think it is just terrible and disgusting how everyone has treated Lance Armstrong, especially after what he achieved winning seven Tour de France races while on drugs. When I was on drugs, I couldn't even find my bike. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, um, I attended a Willie Nelson concert. This was years ago, uh, probably 15 years ago in Portland, Maine. Went with my mother and a few other people. Um, I wouldn't even call myself a, a fan of Willie Nelson's music, but it's Willie Nelson. And the man put on a two and a half hour long show with no breaks. I've, I've been to plenty of concerts, never seen anybody do this. At the time, guy was early 70s, and he just cranked. And he had his red signature red bandana around his head, and when it got wet, when it got soaked, he would take it off and throw it into the audience. Now, we're at the Merrill Auditorium, which is kind of a nice, uh, nice space. But despite that, despite the setting, despite the type of music, despite the fact that the average age in the crowd was probably 60, you had old women, and I mean old women, 70s, 80s, nearly coming to blows for a sweaty Willie Nelson bandana. He must have thrown it a dozen of them into the crowd. It was like every two, three songs. He just cranked. And part of the reason I went was the facilities manager, the person who was in charge of that space as well as all the uh, performance spaces in Portland, was a friend of my mother's. And so that's how we got tickets. And he was trying to get us to, to meet Willie. Well, after the show, Willie Nelson went on the bus and it was very obvious what Willie Nelson was doing on the bus. It was quite uh, uh, aromatic. And we waited outside for probably close to an hour. And he just he was doing his thing. I think it's interesting that he's so famous for smoking pot. When... I don't know. I, I guess it's for, because it was at a time that when people didn't talk about him, he talked about it. But clearly, he's accomplished plenty. Anybody who says that marijuana keeps you from, from achieving your goals, uh, it's got to be more than that. Because Willie Nelson, I don't think Willie Nelson could have been much bigger. And so the last thing we're going to talk about today, Emmett's got a question here. Regarding martial arts, do you think there's a difference between a coach, an instructor, or a teacher? It's a great question. Thanks for writing that in, Emmett. I love when you guys all supplement what Frank writes in. Don't, don't just leave the burden on him. If you've got stuff you want to, want to talk about, remember, if you're here live, you know, we have a bit of a discussion about this. You can chime in in the chat. I, I like that part. So when I think about those three terms, they, if, I, if I imagine, if I close my eyes and I think about what a coach looks like, an instructor, or a teacher, I'm imagine, excuse me, imagining different things. Now, you could use them interchangeably, and in some schools, they are used interchangeably. In fact, if you follow Whistlekick social media, we do use these terms interchangeably. Why? Because they're the, the non-denominational martial arts terms. Some people use sensei in a generic way. We don't do that. At least we try not to. Sometimes it creeps through if we're sharing something from somebody else. But if we're going to use terms that don't promote one martial art over another because we don't do that. I don't care what you train, I care that you train. So 
if I put that aside, when I think of a coach, I think of someone who is working more on performance and competition related things. I could see someone having a forms coach and a sparring coach. I could see you having a conditioning coach or a strength coach, all within the context of martial arts. But I could also see a coach being the person who runs the class and does all those things. When I think of an instructor versus a teacher, more or less the same thing, right? If someone is your teacher, they're your instructor. And maybe it's just my experience and my history, but to me, I, I think of an instructor as someone who is a little bit more authoritative in that setting. If you've got, if I've got two people in a martial arts class sharing information, one is an instructor, one is a teacher, I think I would, I would lean towards the instructor being more authoritative. Maybe the instructor is the head of the school and the teacher is an insistent, assistant instructor. Could we be splitting hairs there? Yeah, absolutely. But that's kind of what the purpose of the question is, right? I think we get bogged down in titles. I think we get bogged down in the martial arts world that someone has to outrank you in order to have information for you, which is just not the case. Work with a first day student. I don't care how long you've been training. Work with someone one-on-one -on -one the first time they come in. They will probably show you a new way to do that technique wrong. You will probably have to use some slightly different language to communicate most effectively to them versus other people. When that person starts sparring, they're going to put techniques together in ways you never imagined. And sometimes they'll connect. In my original school, we used to say the most dangerous people on the floor were the white belts. They had no idea what they were doing and they didn't have the context, they didn't have the typical combinations of a more established student. So you didn't, you couldn't just expect certain things. You had to be ready for anything. So Emma's chiming in. I recently purchased a book and the first five chapters were based on that question. Interesting. I, I could see if we get outside of martial arts, the terms may have some additional meaning, but I think still, I'm still feeling like coach is competition related instructor is more authoritative and maybe if I think of it in terms of an academic setting they may be setting curriculum and teacher may be implementing or, or uh, conveying that curriculum actually interacting with people so there we go I want to thank everybody for coming by thanks for joining me I'm getting down to the bottom of my cup. And if you want to get one of these cups, remember, you can get one at whistlekick.com. That website works fine. If you use the code FIRSTCUP15, you'll save 15% off anything from a cup to any of our training programs. Um, by the way, if you see any Facebook ads for those training programs, click the thumbs up, click the love, throw some great comments, especially if you've purchased one. Help other people know that, hey, 
we're, we've got this stuff and it's good. Remember, if you've got questions or comments, please, the more diversity to the show, the better. Leave them in the comment section below for this episode once it's over and I'll read them tomorrow because we do it every weekday, 6.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on YouTube, but you can catch it later in audio form. So, thank you everyone. I appreciate your time, I appreciate you coming by, and I will see you tomorrow, Wednesday, for another show. Have a great one. Peace. <laughs>